Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Hey guys, it's Brandon. I'm back! Yay! Everybody say yay! 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 See, I, I'm alone, thank God. Uh, welcome to Ecos Radio, where we're going to take you in our gaming systems and ride the hype train into the future. Our crew for tonight's cast is a little bit different, but that's kind of what we've been doing for the last several weeks. Hopefully one day we'll get the full normal crew plus all of our extras on of one big giant show. So uh, first up, we got Mr. Damian Nash. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Also known as I'm Beard excited. North. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there could be worse things. There could be. Anyways. Uh, second up, we got Nick. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me back. Welcome back. Uh, this is my first cast with you on the show. It's been a while since I've actually been on the show, so I'm excited that I get to be here tonight. Um, also, just a as a apology, I'm sorry for screwing up our schedule and releasing things. I got sucked into this little game called Destiny 2, and it's just pretty much ruined my life right now. Uh, I'm sorry. This this week should be better. Thank you. So, any errors and omissions from last week that uh, we had? Nope, because we didn't do a game on last week. <laughs> uh, so, let's go straight into game on. So, first up, we got Nick coming up with a little conversation about uh, Call of Duty, your beta impressions, and campaign trailer impressions. Yeah, so the beta came out last month, and uh, of course... I've pre-ordered. I pre-ordered the game as soon as I got, as soon as I learned about the beta, and it's just a multiplayer beta, so it let you have about three different maps that you could run around on. Um, it gave you your it's it's your normal setup for Call of Duty. You know, you had your you had your capture the flag, you had your captured you know the point, you know you had your you know team deathmatch or you know single player. But they also came out with this mode. It's called War Mode, and it's kind of more like a battlefield mode. Um, basically, you're either the American soldiers or you're the German soldiers. And if you're the American soldiers, you're trying to push a tank through uh, a German city and get it to the other side and uh, destroy their anti-aircraft. So your planes can go through and protect, you know. Um, but if you're on the German side, you're trying to stop the Americans and blow up the tank before it reaches there. And I found that really fun. I played that a lot. Um, uh, what was your favorite side to play as? Uh, I liked, I actually, <laughs> I actually liked being the German and I actually was like trying to stop the tank. Cause it was, it seemed like it was a lot harder. It was harder to stop it. When you're American, you usually did win. So you did get both sides. You played as the German, then you played as the American and it's, you know, you play to both sides, and then whoever had the most, you know, you win then, you know, for kills or points. Um, but uh, stopping the tank was much more difficult, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So I was glad they added that into uh, the multiplayer part of uh, Call of Duty. Um, go ahead. How how many players uh, is in that uh, 16 v. 16 it was. I don't know okay. if they're going more. I did try to look into that because I thought it was going to be 32 efforts, but maybe they just meant 32 altogether, and that's where I got confused about. Um, on the multiplayer side, though, were just your basic maps. What I enjoyed about this is that it was a lot more... It was close quarters. I'm not a big fan of the flying around and jumping and trying to shoot during the multiplayer thing. That's what kind of lost me in the old Call of Duty. So, I mean, the last two, basically... Um, so this one, I really enjoyed that it was more gun versus gun and a close quarter match. Um, very tight, you know, obviously you kill a lot and you die a lot cause it's just super close. Um, but the guns are, you know, even though they're older guns, you know, world war two guns, they're just as powerful as, you know, any gun that was on, you know, the last advanced warfare or infinity four, you know, any of those. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know if anybody else played the beta here. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to uh, though. However, I had sworn off Call of Duty, and this actually is bringing me back. Like I, I will be picking this up. I'll be playing this with my, if my, if my boys allow me to get into the party with them, I'll be playing with it. Uh, are you going to be picking this up now? I know you have a PlayStation Four and you have an Xbox One. Are you going to be playing this on PlayStation Four because of the exclusive? Yes, I I stuff? did switch okay. two games ago from Xbox to the PlayStation Four for that reason, and uh, I, I don't really care about the exclusivity, but 
I was, uh, I kind of liked the PlayStation controller a little bit better and, uh, I always get frustrated in the multiplayer. So I feel like I play better, but that's not really true. I'm just pretty much an average player. Um, so I kind of just switched over to that. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, uh, now, one of the other questions I had with the, with the multiplayer and everything and the gun gun v gun stuff, did you notice any perks that have come back that have been kind of like lackluster or have have been kind of taken out of? Like, I mean, is their last stand? Is last stand back? Is Marty Dom back? Uh, no, I did not see that at all. Actually, there was no last stand. There was no there was no grenade drop as you ran through. Um, it was. See, that's the one thing I was kind of disappointed about was that the settings of your players were basically the same. You had your sniper class. You had your, you know, heavy armor class. It it was named something. Mountain is your sniper class. It's basically kind of your same setup. You have your perks that you can add um, uh, or, your you know, your, uh, on, your sub cl- on your sub side arm, you can add in, you know, your la- uh, not your laser, but uh, your scope or another thing, the scopes are bad. Because I like a I like a red dot, and, but it's World War Two, <laughs> so no red dots for me. You, you know, you could you could grow a mullet. You do kind of you kind of, kind of look like a young Van Damme. You could grow a mullet, and you could we could do Time Cop. That would be sweet. Okay, anything Van Damme yeah. and Time Cop, I'm into. Brandon's shaking his head, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, for the beta, I uh, since nobody else played it, I did enjoy I did enjoy the beta, and it did it did make me excited for the, the gameplay. Um, and excited for the multiplayer coming out for the first time in probably two or three years. Now, there's two two trailers that we've seen since this uh, that are, that included this. One is a multiplayer, and since we're talking multiplayer, let's stick with that. What do you think about the zombies trailer? Because for me, I saw this, and they're talking about a zombies campaign, not like a oh each you know we're going to get a, a game mode each time you know a pass comes out, but they're talking about actual some form of a campaign with the zombie mode. And for me, when I saw this trailer, I was I, like, you know, I've been desensitized to a lot of the things we've seen. We've played games like Outlast and things like that, so it takes a lot to scare scare me i say that and i scream like a little bitch when i play like alien isolation but still um it it uh Faust can attest <laughs> i got the sound but, clip but the these zombies and everything they actually look like they're not okay the last the last game they look menacing they now. 80s fives, they, yeah they look menacing they look like something they look like a reason for me to shoot them and be afraid of them the the ones before seemed very character characterized uh, like they were just dumbed down, and they—I wasn't they afraid were of them. More, just cannon sorry, they were more campy. Yeah, so exactly. The last last one was uh, was a big one, was zombies in Spaceland, which was fun. It was an Easter, it was an oh, Easter yeah. egg driven, uh, um, game though. It really was because if you weren't doing that, you were just doing waves. Then you know, but uh, um, it was more campy. The eyes were kind of bulged out a little bit, like yellowish eyes, um. So in this one, the first thing I notice is that you have a mad scientist, you know, just your typical mad scientist creating Nazi zombies. And so, Fouts, you're in this game, huh? Nine! <laughs> Did you hold up three correctly? Because otherwise that would get you killed. Uh, I am on the West Coast. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so what I did a little bit on it, and I found uh, somebody that actually did play the gameplay on zombies, and it looks like that we have so far three floors. You start out in that snowy beginning. With if you watch that trailer, it kind of starts out. You're kind of outside in that snowy area, some German town, and then it kind of just goes straight down, and then you're in a almost like a dungeon or you know the mad scientist lair, his laboratory. And then it goes through the floor again, and you're in this other area that just is very creepy, actually. It's kind of dark. It's wet. It's murky. And then you have this this scientist with this electricity. I don't know what you call it, but on top of it, it had a zombie hand with electrical coils wrapped around it. And I don't know what that's for. Like a zombie Tesla coil? It, it, something like that, but it, that's what interested me. And I was like, what is that? Because they, they really showcase it in the trailer. So I was like, that's got to be some part of, you know, uh, the, the, 
like in, in past ones, they had the Goliaths and things like that that would spawn in, and you would have to, when they would come in, you'd have to, like, kind of dodge. That, that was the thing. Like, all hands on deck. We have the, you know, the BFGs in here. We got to take them Correct. Out. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder, There's obviously, there's going to be something like that in this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I read was that uh, these guys got to round 13, and the developers told them that they only opened <laughs> up about 30% of the map. Now, another, the last four zombie maps I just played, you can open up the whole map by, you know, round 10. So if they only opened up maybe 25 to 30% by round 13, this could be a long, drawn-out zombie, you know, type of campaign That's like cool. you're talking about. I, I'm down for that. And the, and the thing is, is this would just be the first one, and any expansion that comes out after that will include extra campaign so i mean that's 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 exciting for me because like i i like i'm all about see i'll do a single player campaign but for the most part for me i'm a multiplayer gamer and talking about single player campaigns we this this trailer and this is something i will state i will play the campaign on this because this trailer reminds me of the story driven content that was in modern warfare that pulled me in and made me fall in love with those characters this looks like it's like this looks like it could be a Tom Clancy movie. That's all I'm saying is that it looks like a World War II Tom Clancy movie to me. It it looks yeah, good. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's I, I like Sledgehammer. I like Activision. Um, I like their games. Um, uh, if you want to talk about the campaign trailer now, if you want to, yeah, that's what yeah, yeah that's what I'm going through that real quick. Uh. Uh, it, it's, you know, they start off right off the bat and the lieutenant said, this is the biggest operation of the entire war. And, you know, they, the platoon, you know, platoons, you know, they shove off and, uh, right off the bat, they say, this is a chance to break out of Normandy. So right off the bat, you're in Normandy. So you're right in the heart of world war two. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's the other thing that I like about it is, is that they do put a lot of focus. I mean, <coughs> obviously, with you know, it's it's an advertisement as well, but they're putting a lot of focus on the the characters that are being played. There are voice actors and stuff. Like, I mean, you got we got Josh Dumal that's in this, and he's a key character, but he also seems like he's a character that you might not like so much. Yeah, he's red. I think he's red. Yeah. I, I I forget, or he's the uh, he's the captain. No, I'm not. Like, I mean, he, he seems like he's making, like, a lot of, like, you know, granted, it's World War II. There's going to be a lot of hard decisions, but he seems like, you know, he's in it for the mission. He doesn't care about, like, the way that his character seems, it's like he doesn't care about you. He cares about the mission. There's other characters that seem like they care about the Brotherhood and things like that. And that's one of the things I found was interesting is, is that they're not... They're not sugarcoating anything with this. They are going. They're giving you a, a full World War II experience. They're not. They're not, they're not like Battlefield One. When you played that intro, you felt like you would get teary eyed when you played the intro of the campaign. Like it was crazy because it's like they did not take away the focus that people you people fought and they died. Yes, this is a Call of Duty that's not. They're not. They're not going sci-fi. They're not doing, oh, you died, but we can bring you back through electronics. This is World War, War II, and we're going to show you. What happened? Graphic, and we're going to show it to you in a graphic manner. You need to be able to hold on to your, you know, hold on to your seats because it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, it is very graphic, and you're right. There's, there's no exoskeletons here. This is the opening part of the trailer shows a tank just running over bodies, and the snow. Yeah, which I was like, oh, this is going to be dark. And then they kind of, the platoon kind of gets, they get, they go onto a convoy. They get during the trailer they get ambushed and it looks like your platoon gets separated you know and they're off on their own and then it shows maybe part of your platoon getting caught by the germans and they're looking for jewish people and they're in front of a train going to you know some concentration camp and uh that was i was when i saw that i was like well i had to rewind it i was like that is pretty dark right there because you can see people getting thrown in the trains and the other cars and everything and like oh yeah, I mean it's nuts, and we're looking at this game, uh, Call of Duty World War Two. It's what we're talking about right now. It's coming out November third, twenty seventeen. Now that's coming out, and a few days later, on the seventh, we get the uh, Scorpio or Xbox or Xbox One X <laughs> launches, and I and I'm gonna be excited. Like I'll I'll pick it up obviously, um, but. Definitely going to be excited to play that on the on the X. 
Yeah, I'll be playing on the PS4, unfortunately, there. It's okay. You know, I have a PS4, so maybe I'll get it just so we can play together since we're new best friends. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But I just bought a 4K TV, and with the Xbox X coming out, I am looking forward to like, you know, some of the games see, on that, that. You know, that that right there. There's my there's my PlayStation right there. See that? See that, Jeremy? See that? See that? See that? Uh, yeah, okay. I see it. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so. Moving on, next up, I wanted to talk, you know, we've all, like I said, we've been playing Destiny 2. We've had enough time with the game that things are going to start to settle and you can, you, people are going to start picking up their favorite weapons. And I wanted to kind of discuss people's favorite weapon loadouts and why. Now, granted, there's PvP and there's PvE, and there's some people that get guns that they just like. I, I know the last Destiny, like when the last expansion came out, Fouts got picked up a hand cannon that he got as a drop. And that thing, I think, to the very last day of Destiny 1 was by his side. Like, from the moment that that last expansion came out, that was his baby. And he used it for PvE and PvP. Well, so, All right, so, so, uh, yeah, Nick, so far, yeah. I'm playing uh, the Scout Rifle, Skyburner's Oath, I picked up. And I've actually played with a couple guys in our clan that are kind of jealous about that because they wanted this gun. Yeah. Uh, it helps kill the Cabal, so it's really good in the raids. It actually gives you a little extra perk that uh, um, knocks out the Cabals a little bit better. Uh, I was trying to was trying to look it up real quick, but I couldn't remember. But the Skyburner's Old Scout Rifle is probably the one I'm running with right now. And then for an auto rifle, the Hard Light, I think I've infused three times now to keep up because I really enjoy the Hard Light. The, the Hard Light's a great gun, and, and one of the things that's nice about the Hard Light is so if you're going into, I mean... If you're doing like even on a, like so you're playing PvP, if you have a team that has hard light and it's a corridor uh, style map, so, so close quarters, you team shoot down that with all the ricochets, people are gonna fly, are gonna just fall down left and right. You're just gonna be able to mow through people with it. I just got the hard light. Um, I had it in in Destiny One. I just got it in D Two, and. I was playing in PvP, and the whole team, we had hard light. But then the other team had hard light. And I swear to God, I felt like I was in Tron having all these laser beams going by me. And, like, I'm trying to do some Matrix stuff. And it didn't work. My my guy, I, I was running as a Titan. I'm a wide wide target. I'm just, like, I kept falling over. But, I mean, I was taking people out with me, too, because I was a top scorer. But uh, it was it was definitely a crazy weapon. Now, for power weapon, what are you running with a power uh, weapon? The power weapon, I, I switched between uh, the sniper and I picked up. A rocket launcher from Exur. Um, I'm dropping the name of it right now. But right now, first in, last out shotgun that I just got two days ago. Um, I don't think I'll ever not run with this anymore. This is a beautiful shotgun, and uh, it's quick. It it takes a second to reload, which is which I hate that part. But uh, it's totally worth it for the power weapon. Nice. And uh, so one of the things, like now, Faust, are you you ready to talk about your weapons? Your favorite choices? I, I'm still stuck on Mita multi-tool and Mita mini-tool. The Those are good choices. Oh it's a good combo. It's uh, a good combo. Also, the... Uh, what is the pulse? Um, Vigilance Wing? Vigilance Wing shoots like a laser. That, that thing is amazing. Insane. I do enjoy <laughs> the Mita the mini-tool, too. I mean, I, I finally got that, and I, I, I switch between that and my scout rifle also. Now... With me, one of the weapons that I've that I've fallen into because like I've been trying to play it like I, I love I love the vigilance wing I love the the Mita multi tool the Mita mini tool, but I've been bouncing around like I've been using like different swords things like that. But what I fell to was I have a combination and I've been trying to find my PvP combination, and my PvP combination just happens to work really good in PvE as well. And it's actually does not utilize any any exotics unless I'm switching out uh, my hand cannon for the uh, hard light for those corridor maps. But like, uh, like one of my hang on a second, uh, like one like for my rifle, I I go with my assault rifle, my auto rifle, which is my kinetic damage weapon. I, I got hooked on origin story. Now, you know, these are one of those guns that you get in the beginning, in the, in the beginning when you're playing. Well, I got it from, from Zavala and I've been infusing it up. It's got just enough impact and 
and the handling and everything is fast enough that I can shoot that thing down down a fire lane and just mow people down. Now, if for some reason, some reason at all, they're not they're not dead, I turn around and I switch to I turn around and I switch to my hand cannon. My hand cannon is uh, the minute minute dash forty two, and it's a Suros hand cannon, and this thing shoots like a sledgehammer. Like it's it's like a like I'm loading in like the old cartoons when you load in a plunger into a gun and shoot. It's like I'm putting a sledgehammer into this thing and I'm shooting at someone's head. There's nothing left. It's like Gallagher hitting a watermelon. Um, Nick- yeah, the the hand cannons I'm a big fan of, and I heard you saying earlier that Brandon ran with it in D one. I I I'm not getting rid of mine either, but I'm running with the old fashioned. I don't know if you played with that yet, but it's the old-fashioned revolver. Oh, I have. Man, the old-fashioned, I love the look of it because, like, I'm a fan of westerns and things like that. And and we'll, t- we'll know a little more about that later on in the show. But uh, as soon as I saw the make of the, of the old-fashioned, I I loved it. I'm trying like crazy right now because right now in Destiny 2, we're, they're doing the, the faction wars are going on right yes. now. And I, one of the dead orbit weapons is a hand cannon and it looks like the old fashioned. Now I don't know the stats on it yet because I haven't got it and I haven't looked it up because I, I want it. it. God damn it! <laughs> All right, so Fouts, tell me about the dead orbit hand cannon. Eh. Oh, don't eh. you're 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 killing me! You're killing me! I feel like you're just doing that just because you know I want it and you just want to crush my hopes and dreams. Meh. <laughs> so uh, so factions wise, Jeremy, did you pick dead orbit? Oh, I'm I'm oh, dead okay. orbit. Uh, so I'm actually technically all, but well, I don't have my hunter leveled up yet. So I'm I'm right now I'm, uh, future I'm future war cult and, and dead orbit. But I'm only I'm only playing dead orbit. Okay. I just I just brought my 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 warlock over and said you can pray you can go to this guy just so that in case for whatever slim reason they win I can get the gun for cheap. I, I've I've been a Dead Orbit fan. Like, like I realized that in Destiny, in, in Destiny One, that I should have had each character go with a different faction, but I just couldn't do it. I I love the Dead Orbit. I love like their kind of backstory, and it's I feel like their backstory and the way that they're you know everybody views them as that like they're trying to run away from from Earth and everything. I feel like they are kind of like. It's almost like they're a Quentin Tarantino film. Like I feel like their story would be a Quentin Tarantino film in a cinema full of just you know just regular regular cinema. You know, it's they're 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 different. If the you other want a good got, hand cannon, you need to go Future War Cold because Future War Cold's got a god hand cannon. All right, well then my warlock's gonna <laughs> have to have to do some stuff there but i'm not, not going to talk about it okay i don't want to talk uh, about it the other thing you gotta remember is the hand cannon i got in destiny one that you were so envious of was also was well, a future cold. future war cold. i know i just didn't want to say it okay i was but uh yeah so the faction wars going on right now in destiny 2 it's not faction wars faction rally they, they they decide not to go faction wars for whatever reason uh it's a pretty cool event right now it's a week long and then what happens at the end of it is each each faction puts up a weapon now this is kind of kind of harsh though because they put up a weapon that you can get and we know what they're putting up so that kind of with the way the community works the community's going to look at what each weapon they're going to be like hey this one's going to be better so we're going to all run run you know dead orbit right now dead orbit's in the lead because they got a nice scout rifle that they put up but it's like if they put up these weapons if they, I almost feel like they bungee shot themselves in the foot because they should have maybe have it be a grab bag of a powerful weapon or something like that that you don't know what it is because by doing this, it's like they're pushing the meta to go towards a given faction. Yeah, maybe. it should have been. It, I completely agree. It should have been a hidden, you know, Ingram, exotic Ingram, or, uh, you know, something hidden that you just didn't know. That way it would be more spread across the board because I didn't pick Deb Orbit and I'm losing badly. But I mean, it's so, yeah. So that's that's the thing. It's like it's going to be it. And, and what I'm curious about is these are going to happen once a month, and then it, with the, each one that comes out, I'm curious to see, and I'm pretty sure Bungie will that they'll change up the weapons that are offered by the factions. So I mean, they could easily be like, hey, next month we're going to want everybody. We're going to see. We're going to do a test. 
are you dead orbit guys? Are you gonna stay dead orbit? Or are you guys gonna run with you know future war cult? Are you guys gonna run with new monarchy? Yeah, I'm I'm new monarchy, so I, come on over. Yeah, uh, hey, that but you got you got both my boys. Both my boys go with new monarchy now. Now here here is from a story taking you from off a story. My list. It's not me. It's not me. It's my kids. <laughs> now they but but they argue. We actually got in an argument over this at dinner uh, at Red Robin and. My wife's like looking like like oh my god I cannot believe this argument's happening. They were t- trying to tell me why New Monarchy is the way to go, and I'm telling them why Dead Orbit is. And like we're sitting there having this conversation, and then our our actual waiter got in on the conversation with us because he's like Destiny. Oh, I'm over here, and so we got our waiter, both my boys and me in this conversation, and we're trying to both turn each other to, to prove each other that our faction is the better one. And that's the thing is that the one thing that Bungie has succeeded in is. If you all go on Twitter, it's been crazy. Everybody's, you know, you know, there's they're talking about it's it's faction trash talk, and it's great because it's not negative; it's actually like a positive impact on the game because it's like giving us something to kind of go after each other for. Uh, Fouts. There's been so much trash talking inside of Uprising Family Game. There has Discord. it's been. Yeah, I know. I, and I've been just dishing it out left and right, especially to uh, Fluffy McKickass. <laughs> You know I love you, buddy, uh, but uh, Future War Cult sucks. Dead orbit all the way. <laughs> now, kind of jumping out of jumping out of the Destiny bandwagon train, there's been another game that Fouts, you and I have been really, really all over. And it's kind of crazy because Fortnite, we know that eventually it's going to be a free-to-play game. Now, we all, we're in it as we got the, we were founders. We invested into the game. But the Battle Royale part, which is basically their version of PUBG, is is free-to-play for everybody now. It's out for everyone. Everybody can play it. This is, I mean, and, and they're in a battle right now because uh, Battle Royale with PUBG because PUBG is frustrated that they are too close in comparison. But I have an argument about that. Now, I've played a lot of hours into this Battle Royale mode. The only thing that I get frustrated with is that I can't pick my character. It's a random character you spawn in as. Uh, so you can't pick Constructor or Ninja or... It just picks... Because it, it, you, it, you're not going to get any... There's no character benefits. It just okay. randomly puts you in as a character. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that I mean, levels the playing field for everybody. Yeah. So, but... The difference is, and this is the big thing, is it has all the elements of Fortnite where you're still building... I, Excuse me, you're able to get supplies and build things. Now, you have to search to find your weapons and everything, just like PUBG. But in PUBG, I'm not going around. I'm sorry, I'm not putting a pickaxe and tearing down an entire building. I'm not building a fort. Oh, I got guys coming at me shooting grenade launchers. I'm not building a curved wall on the fly to protect myself. There's just enough different difference between the two games that it makes both of them, you know, one's campy, which is Fortnite, one's more realistic which is PUBG. There's a place in this in the gaming community for both and the fact is is that you might not be too sure if you want to get into PUBG, you might like watching it but you're not might not be too sure if you want to put the money to test it out. Fortnite Battle Royale is a great way to get in there and test the waters to see if you like this style of a game. And one of the things that they're doing for so if you play if you play Battle Royale and you're uh you're a founder they give you your your you give you, you you drop in and you're in this like you got like a drone that you're holding on to that you kind of float down into and you get a founder's drone so people would see it they're like okay you paid for the game we know who you are now if you get first place so if you win now i've come the closest i've come is number is in the top 10 but if you win now you get a founder's umbrella so you can drop in and you can be like i'm mary poppins y'all and it's you know it works and it, I've seen the bu- bu- people come in like that. I'm like okay, but here's the other thing is I see those umbrellas. I'm like okay, I'm not going by you. I'm not going by you. I'm going way over here. You guys can kill each other. I'm gonna go kick up these other scrubs and then I'll come back and see if the one of you guys are left alive. Oh, uh, you should have tried to kill but, Mary Poppins. You you should have <laughs> gave it a shot. You know I, I've <clears throat> I, yeah it, 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 the thing is there's no. Well, there is melee weapons that you can pick up, but I haven't been hit by any melee weapons. It's all been gu- gunfire, and the they they seem to have put in. You know, like the snipers in the game have been pretty much like they don't really have a lot of bullet drop. I feel like they put bullet drop. I haven't looked it up, but it feels like there's bullet drop now because when you're trying to shoot from a distance, I have not been able to 
unless I lead the target and they aim up a little bit, like PUBG, I haven't been able to get my my hits on people. But I've been watching streamers like Burke Black play play it a lot, and he's been having a lot of fun with it. And and it's it's a it's a viable it's a it's a viable option for people that aren't too sure about PUBG yet to just get in and get and get a try. And it's a lot of fun. I, I, I strongly recommend it. And you can't you you can't it's not a waste of money because it's free. So yeah, I'm gonna have to try it now since it's free. I've never played it before. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of fun. And the the on the fly, I mean it's and it's a hundred players. That's the other thing is you're you're it's a hundred players against each other. Um yeah. I did notice that there was a little bit of a, a latency issue in the first few times, but uh more recently with the latest patch that came out, uh most of that issue seems to be in, been uh been fixed. So uh Brandon, have you had a chance to play Battle Royale at all yet? I have not. I've been in Destiny. I know you've been dead. I know, I know. You're not Yeah, it's hard to talk about other games when Destiny Two came out and everybody's obsessed. Yeah, I mean it is. I I, I make I myself slept jump on in other two stuff. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeremy, so hundred players is that is that is that like team deathmatch? Is it fifty versus fifty, or is it a hundred versus hundred? No, so right now, right now there is only battle royale. It's everybody against everybody. They haven't put in team. Eventually, they're going to put in. There'll be doubles and there'll be team, which will be team should be I think will be four players. And also, I'll be squad. So there'll be squad, doubles, and then the battle royale, which is everybody versus everybody. And while you're doing this, items drop down from the sky. I mean, it, you're, it's it's you know, uh, Minecraft meets meets PUBG meets you know, uh, Hunger Games. So that, I mean, it's 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 a lot of stuff mixed together, but it works well. Uh, you have a lot of moments where you'll just laugh because. You're running around and you're not paying attention to the fact that somebody just decided to build. I'm going to build straight up and build a tower and I'm going to stand on top of it because they have a sniper. That that's and, cool though. Yeah, it is. Like I wasn't paying attention. I was running around. I see a tower. And I'm like, I'm not going to, you know. And then I realized, oh crap, someone built that. So jumping out, jumping out of Fortnite, I wanted to just talk a little bit about something. So a lot of people have had issues with elite controllers, uh, and the issue is is that they're either the and I know Fouts can attest to this. It's usually the upper uh, buttons, like the like the, the salt, the right button, left button. Right, the right left button Bumps. will break at times. Scuffing my elite. Basically, what happened is so at PAX, I wound up coming home with a scuff elite controller, and I was one person that I've always been about. I won't buy as much as I like these custom controllers. I will only buy stuff that's issued by Microsoft, officially or you know, licensed. if I play officially licensed stuff. Granted, people will argue Scuff is officially licensed by Microsoft. That was part of the team up when they when they licensed the product, the, the tech to be able to make the Elite controller. Now, that being said, I kept being drawn over to the booth at PAX and eventually wound up coming home with a PAX Elite controller. Or not PAX Elite, Scuff Elite controller. And... I found myself actually gravitating towards the way that they have the the panels on the back. Something I didn't think I would like at first, but instead of using two fingers, I just use my I use uh, my middle fingers for hitting all four buttons on the back. And I can sit the controller down, and I don't even have to. I don't. And I don't have to risk it accidentally triggering and you know closing out of something or selling an item that I didn't want to sell. That's one of the good things. But my Elite controller, everybody else has been saying, oh, the grips are coming off my Elite and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, that's how I've had mine for since they launched, and I haven't had that issue at all. My controllers, my buttons aren't having any issues. I shouldn't have said that. I looked down at my controller, and I got it blistering out, and it's peeling away, and there's no way to get it back in. People are like, oh, yeah, you super glue it and stuff like that. You don't want to super glue your controller. So what I did is I looked on I looked on Amazon and Scuff puts out this kit and this kit's like I think it's like twenty nine ninety nine but what it does it actually gives you a bunch of other uh, thumbsticks and things like that to add to your controller to your Elite which has a different material they're actually a different size than even the ones that are standard with the with the Elite controller because they found that these are ones that work better for a lot of the things that people are doing in games. But the grips are like a military-grade material. Uh, you can get them in different colors and whatnot. And they have like they have the 
they're ergonomic. So they have like the, the areas that go that full, go into your finger, your, your feel. It just feels good in your hand. Anyway, I popped I popped those on, and my elite is back in service, back to it. You know, I'm and with the with the sticks and everything, I've been even using those over my other other modded sticks I had, and I'm just I'm just loving it. And so if you're having a problem with your elite controller, and you're outside of your warranty. Don't fret. You can go on to Amazon.com. You, you can order. They have all sorts of different grips. Now, I've gotten I've gotten into stuff. I'm going to be customizing. I'm actually going to be building a custom controller uh, from some broken controllers I've learned to fix for my son. I'll be doing. I'll be talking about that later in, the, in an episode closer to Christmas. But, yeah, if you're having issues, go on to Amazon or you can go to scuff.com. There's tons of different options you can get for grips. You can actually get grips that are exactly like your Elite grips for, like, 17 bucks. But I strongly recommend going with the scuff, uh, and I'm not I'm not sponsored by them. I'm, I'm I would love to be, but I'm just saying, uh, as a person who's been who's avoided them for years, I I am now a scuff user, and if I ever get a PlayStation Four, I will be getting a scuff controller from them for my PlayStation as well. Yeah, so I'm in the market for a new controller because I'm finding that my original Xbox controllers are ha- having problems connecting to my mic. So I saw you talk about scuff and your elite controller so i started doing some research and uh so what do you do you recommend the scuff elite over the microsoft elite controller i do recommend the scuff elite controller over the microsoft uh, elite controller. now the thing is is that there's different options so when you buy the scuff elite you're not yes you're paying extra money you're going to get but you get a custom controller you get you can pick a different faceplate all these different things you can go with on it it doesn't usually come with all the sticks that you would get with an elite However, you can get, you can, those are easy to, you can buy kits for those and get different colors. So if you want a different color, you can buy kits like that stuff on Amazon. I went from being, like I said, only going for the Microsoft stuff to now I, my mind's been, my eyes have been opened and I see all sorts of stuff that you can do and customize. So I, I strong, like, I, I recommend scuff, but there's also companies like controller chaos and things like that. But, you know, if you get an elite controller, I do recommend changing the grips out. Well, don't change the grip. Don't change anything on it until your warranty's up. <laughs> once your once your warranty's up, then change out your grips. Then play away. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now, Brandon, what did you have to do to your controller? Uh, I actually just had to replace the bumper, so I ordered the parts uh, through a company. And I don't remember the name of it. I think it's Controller Mods or iMods or something like that. And just took the top off and replaced the silver right bumper and the silver center plate with a nice gorgeous orange anybody that's been following our podcast knows that Fouts and i have a fondness for black and orange combo combo colors that's okay down here that's uh beavers uh oregon state so Uh, i have to go with the green and yellow just to go against you guys Now, see, I used to live in Eugene, so I used to like I used to follow follow the follow the Ducks, but I, I'm a Beavers fan. So, like, if I had to pick a t- college team down there, I, I follow Beavers. Yeah, I know your family. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you're kind of part of it. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I'm green and yellow, and the rest of you guys are black and orange. <laughs> so next up, we're gonna talk Minecraft better together, and I say that as a question. So, Sony's kind of sitting back and laughing a little bit right here because Sony stayed out of this this uh, gaming together. Like they're like, "Hey, we're you know play anywhere, every you know play with everybody." You know that Minecraft and Microsoft were working on. I mean, we're going to be able to play with Nintendo Switch and all that stuff. Right now, it's PC, mobile, so uh, phones and all that stuff are playing together. However, with this upgrade, I played six hours. I converted. I did the conversion and all that stuff over. I miss my I miss my Minecraft I had on my original console, Xbox edition Minecraft. Now I have that. I have that. You still have. You still can go back and play your regular one, because the new one, not all the skins have been updated to it and stuff like that. It is higher. It's a higher resolution, so the graphics are crisper. The frame rate is a little better. But at the same time, the the. Uh, the textures have been dumbed down. So, like, when I'm trying to play it, yeah, they're brighter, they're brighter, but it, the the actual textures on the blo- blocks and stuff that have been dumbed down, so that's, even though the colors are more vibrant, 
and everything's smoother, it still seems like things are a little bit lacking in in the in the gameplay. Now, you can play on servers. You can jump on PV. Uh, you can jump on computer based servers. Right now, they're only advertising three of them, so you'd have to actually search for them. But you can you can join the same servers that you can with PC and all that. So that stuff's all cool because I mean I love that part of the I love that part of the uh, console. But the problem with it is that I see is that they're changing everything to where you buy bits, you buy these like points that you can do it. And Minecraft has gone from like I was fine with buying packs on the marketplace, but now you buy it inside the Minecraft marketplace, and it's become a lot more like Roblox. Which my kids love Roblox, but Minecraft is not supposed to be Roblox. It's supposed to be different. And so so far, I've been having a lot like I've been having a lot of issues with with trying to get my head around where this is going, where they're going with this. Because the other thing is, is when you do this upgrade, you no longer can play Minecraft if you're playing on the upgraded version and you're not playing on your console version. You cannot play offline. You have to be connected to the internet. I don't like that part. Um, I play Minecraft. I mean, I'm in when Minecraft first came out, and I had. I ordered the uh, the beta, the version of it. So I was playing from the very beginning. Now, you're talking about buying stuff in the marketplace, though. Um, like Roadblocks, as my kids like Roadblocks, too. W- what kind of what kind of items are they trying to sell you? Or are they trying to sell you packages? They're trying to sell so skin. Yeah, there's like skin. There's skin packages. There's all sorts of stuff. You can get everything you can get off the original marketplace. But now also, uh, what they're doing is mods that you used to be able to get for free. This is Microsoft's way of actually being able to to help their modding community make some money. It's pretty cheap, but you can you can you buy mods. Like if you want to do Dinosaur Island or you want to do these modded games, you have to buy the mod to be able to get the service on your console. Now is it helping the community that builds mods or is it controlling the mods? I that's the thing is it's 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 giving it's making a way that they can the modders can get compensation for their work. I agree with that, but but it is also still controlling the mods as well because they have to pass certification in order to be able to be on the market. You've been doing you've been doing a review on on something that's going to be going an article that's going to be going out into the into the interwebs. What is uh, Jump Gaming? It's another subscription based service that allows the indie gaming the indie gaming community to find indie gaming indie games that might be buried in steam or origin or other places that they're being uh, published right now. Um, so what they're, what they're trying to do is uh, come up with an, they came up with an idea where they can, for $10 a month, you can stream up to right now, 60 plus games on their, basically get a download their app, and then you install their app. It's pretty simple. It took them about five minutes. Um, and uh, they give you right now a 14-day free trial without a credit card. So there's no reason for people not to try. If you don't have to put a credit card in, you don't, you're not worried about cancellation. You're not worried about that. So I think that's really cool by Jump to do that. Um, so, I, so I downloaded it and I got into it. And uh, so right off the bat, I noticed that you have... 60 plus games at at your disposal but they say that they're not streaming and i tried to look into that a little bit more but they just say they came up with this hyper jump technology where it allows you to play yeah i saw your eyebrow where it allows you to play um as many games as you want that you can save them on on the cloud and you could jump off and play a different game and each game took me about a minute to two and a half minutes to actually start it took about that long to actually, uh, I don't know how you say it because you're not streaming it. It just took that long to kind of load. Um, so they do, they're trying to offer you the experience of playing indie games that are, that work properly without being fully installed. Yes, Brandon. What it basically seems like you're saying is you're doing a screen sharing where somebody else is hosting the game and you're just basically looking at the screen through your console as well as controlling it with your controller. It's like it's a remote remote connection computer that you're just looking at the screen and controlling. Yeah, that's the best explanation I could find. And I looked into it, and they basically, maybe they don't want to say that, Brandon, but uh, they just kept on promoting this hyper jump technology, hyper jump, and, which got me they're, sick they're of reading hyper jump. They're using big fancy words. Yeah, yeah. They're using big fancy words <laughs> to sell the service 
when it's as simple as just me clicking share my screen and you're seeing everything on my screen. Yeah, you might be completely correct on that. Uh, you probably are. You're a smart man. Um, so what I've said, no other person <laughs> ever. So what I've found so far is that one, they let you uh, cook up your Xbox controller. <laughs> yes, Brandon, I can see that. Uh, no, that's not me. <laughs> one, they let you hook up your Xbox controller or PlayStation controller, whatever controller you want, and you can play the games like that. Now, some of them are only keyboard based, um, which is typical for PC gaming. Um, they have, like I said, 60 plus different games, but they break it down how they get the games onto their program are all award winning games or high highly games that are recommend uh recommended but uh one i was going to bring up jeremy just won the uh northwest packs award for west i don't know if you saw it up there or not um now i'm trying to look through my notes to see what that game was called again no i'm not seeing it but it's like night 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 of night of game or night of yeah now i'm dropping there was there was a lot there so the so the indie floor is huge yeah uh, at, at PAX, and then they also had, but then they also had their own section. They had indie indies had like three different sections at PAX, so it, it, you you could find it all over the place. And they had they had some crazy amazing games there. Yeah. So what they do is they they do three different types of criteria. They have has it won awards? Is it highly rated like on Steam or Origin? Um, or is it just a runaway hit? But they also one one thing that they're not doing is they're not charging the developers to put this game on their platform um they're not uh, uh how how the developers get paid is based on how much their game gets played which was 60 plus games and you kind of getting like sidetracked oh, let me try this let me try that i don't know how exactly that will work for them but it is a new program that just got launched you know this month so we'll see how that we'll see how that works out for 10 bucks a month and you can stream or hyper jump, screen share, um, 60 plus games and save them. It's, it's, it's a new concept. It's not a new concept, but it, I don't know if it'll work. I don't know if you can make money off of it. Go ahead, Brandon. Now, this is on PC? Uh, Xbox, correct. It, no, it's on your PC, which, okay. which I thought if it was on your phone and tablet also, then maybe people would be more inclined to subscribe because then you could take the game with you. You know, something like that. I mean, obviously, you could take your laptop or this something This is like that. exactly screen sharing and, like, remote desktop connection. So that's – especially now that I know that it is definitely PC, that's exactly what it is. Um, you can do the same thing with Google Chrome just using Google Remote Desktop and access a computer that's hundreds of thousands of miles away, and it's got zero lag input. You can also control it from your phone and things like that. So technically, if they, they would be able to open it up to being able to play on phones and things like that as well if they wanted to. Yeah, I think if they could do that, uh, what you're you're saying like very easily, but I think if they could do that, it would it would gain more traction with actually getting subscribers. Yeah, definitely. Because like, there's a, you got those you got certain people. I mean, Chris isn't here to talk about, but he's one of those people that he loves his indie games, and and so you got the market for people who like to follow the indie the indie developers and things like that over the AAA titles because you have services like this that are available through like, you know, they got EA access or you got, uh, or you got, now you got Microsoft's, uh, is it, or what is it? Game? Ch no. What is that called? The Microsoft's their, their game, game pass, Microsoft game pass. Yeah. There's another one too, like origin access or, yep. um, if there's the another one too. You actually have to install the games on your system. You have to install the games exactly. With this Correct. One, this you're not actually installing anything. You're literally just clicking OK, connect to. Yep. This is simplifying, but this is connect to this PC which is running this game, and now you can control it with your keyboard and mouse like it's right there on your screen. Correct. Correct. That is that is a good point. Uh, so yeah, there is no downloading. You don't. You're not taking any space on your hard drive. Nothing like that, especially. And what I did find is that. I'm kind of more of a console gamer, but I did find that I got bored a little qu quickly, but maybe it's not for me, but my 10-year-old has played the hell out of it. So it might be something like that for younger kids that like to, their attention span is real short, and all of a sudden, oh, let me try this game, let me try that game, let me try this game. It might be... Just describe Damien. Uh, yeah, it's for Damien Nash. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not Damien Nash, Damien Dash. <laughs> Peter North? Peter North. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, but I just want to. That's the last thing I want to say about it is that the the developers uh, that are 
that are making this are trying to do it for developers of indie games. They're trying to help them just get more access to their games, which I think is a good a good thing. Very cool. So hopping out of this, we're going to get into the hype train, and we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to go... Uh, we were going to talk about this game last, but we know that uh, I know that you got that Nick, you're on a time constraint here. So we're going to jump into uh, uh, we're going to go into the gaming hype train. So first up on the hype train, we got Star Wars Battlefront 2. Tell me what you know about it, Mr. Damien Nash. Well, the more of the stuff's been coming out with the storyline and stuff like that. And the game, like for those of us that have been kind of fiending for a new Star Wars story-driven game, this is going to be our game that holds us over until the other one that drops that we've that's kind of been not spoken about since it was last shown at E3 uh, a couple of years ago. But this one here is, I mean, the storyline, we, we've talked about this in the past. We've talked about how it's following, it follows the Empire and a special forces unit within the Empire. But we've recently seen more footage of the gameplay. And just what I'm going to focus on is, see, in Star Wars Battlefront, uh, the most recent one that came out, the flight combat and stuff was amazing. Everybody really liked it. But this one is going back to what what made the the original Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and th- those games great. And that's where you're fighting in you're fighting in space. But if you can get in access, like you can destroy the base, so you can land and go to ground boots on the ground, or invading a ship and things like that. This is the kind of the stuff that I'm getting excited about because I'm I'm excited to play a storyline that's going to bridge a lot of the space in between the old the the end of the of the uh, original trilogy and this new trilogy. And be have have something that's gonna clear that's gonna kind of clear up some of the the questions like you know well what happened to this when they were here, and we're gonna see basically how the new order came to came to rise. Now there's books and stuff like that you know and audio books you can get, but you know some people we 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 like to either watch as a film or to play as a game to experience that kind of content. And that's exactly what EA is doing for us is they're giving us with Star Wars Battlefront. We're going to get a chance to go in there and experience the rise of the New Order. And they don't, the way that they're doing it is they don't think they're bad. They don't think, like, oftentimes the Empire, they act like jackasses because they know they're jackasses, kind of. Uh, Brandon. The story's being told through a female that is on the quote unquote dark side of the Force as a imperial troop right yeah she's she's one of the she's part of a elite like kill squad so see here's what happened you get this movie called you know you rogue one comes out and they introduce a new type of stormtrooper that everybody goes gaga over the death trooper now we have to explain why the death troopers have not been seen in the original trilogy where'd they go why are they not in why are they not in you know the force awakens this kind of explains that is that the ones that did remain after that were on, you know, this explains how they, where they were and that what they are and that they changed names and they operate more behind the, behind the, the scenes and everything. Like they're not, they're kind of a, uh, a spook. If you, uh, they're, they're like a, like a spy kind of, if you will, like they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're the special forces of the, of the empire. And I'm excited to play this character. Cause I mean, she she seems like it doesn't seem like we're playing a storyline like oftentimes when we do this you know like if you played like star wars the uh force unleashed any of those you start off as bad then you have the chance you start going to the good and all this stuff so you have the storyline it's a redeeming story i the way that this appears it doesn't appear like they're going for to try to be it for it to be a redeeming factor and uh it seems more like it's going to be like it's going to be a it's just going to be this tale of the empire and it's that that's that's okay you know i'm not playing a bad guy because she's doesn't view herself as being bad 
but the multiplayer, this is one of the things that I'm happy about is that they are bringing back in. So in the original battle battlefront games, you would go in and like, I could run. And if I was on the rebels, I could go see a chicken walker, you know, uh, ATAT, and I could go, I could, I could hijack it and I could get in that vehicle and I can go in and I, I can blast, you know, I can blast empires, you know, empire around, or if I'm empire, I can go and kill Jedi, you know, you know, rebel bitches and all that shit like i i can go and kill everybody i could get whatever vehicle i wanted you could see it on on the ground and you could get into it it was realistic the most recent battlefront you had to get coins and you could not be in another person in the opposing team's vehicles they listened to the they listened to their fans and guess what now all the vehicles will be there they'll be present we can go and hijack enemy vehicles a la rogue one and go around and and utilize it's just it's just little little things that they needed to critique from the first first iteration that they did when they they came back that is going to make this game it's going to be a, a game that you're going to want to have in your queue like for years to come Brennan now this is made by EA right yes yeah and Microsoft has partnership with EA right yes so why does this game have PlayStation exclusivity I don't know. That's something I, I, I don't know. It frustrates me to all hell, but I just, I'm an Xbox player. I try not to look at it at that. I try to look at this as the time, remembering the times I spent running around with my cousins and my brother, taking on as, you know, playing as the droid army and just playing as the other stuff and just going against AI because I didn't have, when I played this game, it was I didn't have online, so I played LAN party versus AI. I get to play online and I know that a lot of our clans going to be getting into it. And it's just, it's the, the, the funny thing about this is so the first game came out and I didn't have a 4k TV and the, and the games weren't even at 1080p. They came out as like 980 or something like that. But I, I can't tell you a game that I have seen that has done foliage and done rock and done anything scenery wise as beautiful as this game did this game like it was insane like it looked i felt like i was in a real environment now you take that and you put it with what's capable coming out with the other you know with xbox one x and just you know a, a better screen tv now i got a 4k tv and a thing i'm i like my i feel like my eyes are gonna melt so little, little you know just trying to trying to, to tie it in here because we don't have don't have you know uh, Nick or Chris in here to talk about you know Star Wars Battlefront, and I know that they're excited for it too. If you haven't watched the trailers, watch the trailers. If you're into Star Wars and you're a Star Wars fan, this is going to be a game that will bring you a lot of joy and a lot of fun for for a long time to come. Because even if you just play the space battles and you're just a fighter pilot and all this stuff. This is going to keep you. This is going to give you your your fun factor. Like it's gonna it's gonna keep you going for a long time. Dog fights are amazing in this game. So with that, I'm gonna move over. We're going to back over. We're gonna kind of go with the Rockstar here a little bit. I never played L.A. Noir, and I was really interested in it when it came out. Um, but I never I never got into it because like my grandfather, he watched all those Noir you know films back in the day and all that stuff, and so I'd watch them you know sit by his side and see him didn't really understand a lot what was going on but i i got i like the characters and stuff now what's great about this this is coming out this is going to be a 4k relaunch of the game but it's the definitive edition so it comes out with all the dlc so if you're someone and it's not going they're not charging a full 65 for it which is another thing that's nice so it's like if you're been if you wanted were curious about this game but you didn't pick it up back in the day now is going to be your time to go on an adventure because it plays it's it's different so it plays yes there are some parts that are third person but there's other parts that play more like say a telltale game and that's that's okay like you're 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 investigating things you actually have to pay attention in this game to facial expression so if someone's trying to tell you something you're going to be looking to see if someone's lying to you and you have to tell by their mannerisms and things like that. When this game came out, they focused so much on the graphics on the face and everything and catching all the emotion that it was there was articles written. There were even classes taught in college 
based off of what they put into this game. So that being said, there's a re- good reason why a reboot is being put on the hype train because it is something that if you didn't have a chance to play or say you played it but you're looking you haven't played it in years, it's a good it's a good thing to put on your holiday list. Are you interested at all in this, Brandon? Not one bit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so next up, a game that I'm super, super excited for because I actually bought a 3DS. I bought a 3DS to play this game. I refused to buy a Wii U to play it, and I thought that this game was only coming out to be a PlayStation exclusive because they advertised it as so. And then at PAX West, I found out that this game was going to be available for everything like it's playstation it's going to be pc and it's going to be xbox one xbox one x and i'm excited because that i'm talking monster hunter world now i love my destiny i love uh brandon now, did, was there any inside information dropped on the quality of the xbox one x versus other consoles for this game there was no they're they're not allowed to say so you can neither PAX, confirm they, nor deny. I can neither confirm nor deny because they weren't allowed to say at they were not allowed to say when I was there. I was just told that it's going to be good. But uh, what's was interesting with a lot of things, there's some things that were said between developers and things like that of games. They're like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but this one plays better and looks better on Xbox One X than it even does on PC, and I don't know how that happened, but you know, we're not going to argue. Talking about you, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, but um, and some other games. But Monster Hunter World, it's awesome. It's like the MMO experience in the Monster Hunter environment. Now you can play multiplayer, multiplayer and stuff like that on the 3DS and on the Wii U, on the Wii, and it was fun. But like on 3DS, three uh, on 3DX, <laughs> on 3DS. My kids, my brother, and I, we'd get together, you know, we'd be on vacation, and at the end of the night, we'd all kind of hype up, and we'd get together, go on hunts together, and try to get things, and the collecting was, the loot collection, stuff like that was awesome, like, it really made you get excited for it. That was cool. I was so sad when I heard that it was going to come to PlayStation 4, because I don't have a PlayStation 4 yet, and I refused to go buy one just for it. I know there's a lot of other games out I want, but, you know, again, don't have one yet. Wasn't going to do it. I'm definitely going to be on Monster Hunter World. My kids are excited about it. Uh, it's going to be a good break when I've, when I've, and I say this, mind you, I don't know. I, I with how much I played the last Destiny, I don't know how I'm going to get a break in. But <laughs> Monster, Monster Hunter World, I will pry myself away to take a break and play this game because it, it yeah people would be like ah it's it's a loot shooter kind of thing it is it is it is what it is but the other thing is is that monsters don't randomly spawn in so like in the, in the last game you monster would spawn in the monsters are actually in in the environment and they're always constantly there you're not loading into different rooms and spaces you're constantly following the dinosaur and you can utilize other wildlife to help you take down the wildlife you're hunting for those particular items to create your shields and things like that. So if you're a fan of the style of game of Destiny, but you like third-person shooters, so to speak, things like that, and but you like that loot shoot kind of kind of style, this is definitely a game for you to look into. I would say also if you were a fan of Capcom, now this is a Capcom game also, but if you're a fan of like uh, Lost. Uh, or was it Lost Space? Not Lost Space. Lost Planet. Lost Planet. Uh, if you're a fan of those games, when you're out in the ice, that's another, that's a very, if you like those games, that's another thing that this game could be compared to. But the graphics are amazing. They're, and the graphics are everything, but the gameplay feels good. And there's big giant dragons. <laughs> and there's big giant dinosaurs. And just everything's above and beyond. You know, you're, you're carrying swords that, like are three times the size of your body, but for whatever reason you're able to swing them around. It, it's just a fun time. I just thoroughly enjoyed my time playing the game, and I can't wait to have it in my hands. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for episode 69 for Geekologist Radio. Um, Damien, where can we find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damian Nash. You can find me on geekologistradio.com. We are going to start really put out, pushing out the content on there. And you can find me also in an upcoming episode on here that's going to be my interview with Bast underscore 50. And uh, it's going to be awesome. It should be out here hopefully during the weekend. And for me, you can find me on Twitter at B. Bouts82. Wow, I forgot my own Twitter. I haven't used Twitter forever. I'm like feeling like crap. Okay. So you can find me on Twitter at bfouts82. You can find the podcast at Geekologist Radio minus T for character restrictions. You can also email the podcast if you have any suggestions or just want to chat with us at podcast at geekologistradio.com. And for that, I think we are meow. <laughs>